What's going on, guys? We're back from the Stands Podcast. We're back with another episode. This time, we're going to be talking about the Big 12 or the Big 16, as it should be called, at least for this season. I think there is 16 teams, and that's going to change, obviously, next year. Jacob, what's up, man? What's going on? How's it going, my friend? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this conference. This is, like you said, the Big 16, man. Four new teams in here. This is going to be a very interesting conference. So, Probably the last time. Actually, we know for the last time it's going to be this conference as we know it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it changes moving forward. Obviously, Oklahoma and Texas leaving, and I guess we'll see the rest. Clint, how's it going, buddy? It's good, man. Uh, As you can see, another setup. Different every freaking show, every episode. Trying to get my stuff situated. And we were talking before we came on. I don't know who out there has a cat. And if you do have a cat, if they eat paper. But mine needs paper. And paper is what my notes are on. So we're winging half of this, boys. But it's going to be good. I got some whiskey to get me through it. And your beautiful mug. So I'm ready to talk some football. Well, let's go. My, my notes have not been eaten. And I still got whiskey to help me out. So the problem is, right is I'm old. You. If I would just get with the 21st century and just use like a phone or just the computer to keep my notes, I'd be perfectly fine. But because I act like an 80 year old half the time, this is I suffer for it. So it's all my own doing. I am using my phone notes app, but at the same time, I, there is something about writing it down, which I, I do like. Hey, I'm but, using paper. Like nothing wrong with that. All right. This this senior citizen podcast. Welcome Let's go. In. I have referred to you as older a couple times. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad you're finally coming around to admitting. Yeah, yeah. The first, what's that first? Is the acceptance or admitting the you have first, a problem? Yeah. Yes, that's One the first step. Of the old. I don't even remember what the subs are. So, well, <laughs> I don't know when's the last time you've been to AA, but I think that's yet. So, time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, I'm kind of uh, excited to get to talk about this conference. I think it's, you know, just from like outside looking in, it seems pretty top heavy. But again, that's going to change here and, you know, at the end of the year and going into next season with some of these uh, traditional powerhouses moving on to the SEC. So with that, getting, uh, with that being said, let's get right to it, man. Clint, tell us about Texas and uh, their expectations for this year. Yeah, man. Uh, Texas or Tex-ass, as you may refer uh, to them as. <laughs> it's uh, a team where I, I think they definitely underperformed last year and you know you know the uh the saying with is texas back and i feel like that's even if they win the big 12 this year i think it's going to be a it's still a reach to say that they're back but i do think they're going to be really good obviously they bring a lot back um i do have a question for you though a little trivia you know i'd like to give you a question here and there uh, when is the last time Texas has had a 10-win regular season? Don't include Ten. the bowl. 10-win regular season. Ooh, don't include I, the bowl. Okay. I would say probably when they went to the national, I would say 2005 when they won the national championship. Because it would have been 10 wins before the BCS because there's no playoffs. So I'd say 10-win regular season. They probably won the conference championship. Yeah, I'll go 05. Uh, not to copy your homework, but I would have to agree probably yeah. five. So you're close. I, it surprised me when I saw it. 2009 was the last time they've had a 10-win regular season. And, and we're talking about Texas here. I mean, one of the biggest oh, brands. Oh, Colt McCoy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So one of the biggest brands in college football. And 
they play not to bash the Big 12. It's not an easy conference to play in, but it's, you would think that a, a team like Texas would have a 10-win regular season much sooner than 2009. So I saw that and I was like, wow. So I looked into it and I, was, it, I think they're just people, I think, forget how good Mac Brown was and how, how good those teams were when he was there. And uh, this whole Texas being back, yada, yada. I think this year is going to be the year that where they finally kind of break back through and we'll talk about predictions later, but um, uh, on offense, they bring back nine starters, 85% of their production. Of course, the quarterbacks have been the talk of the off season with uh, yours and Arch Manning. And then they got this guy, Blink Murphy, who's six five two thirty five, just a beast. Have you um, seen him, bro? Yep. Uh, so uh, saw <laughs> that looked him up. I was like, okay, that's a, that's a specimen. Yeah. Especially uh, like when he's sit, standing next to the other two, like yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, a professional situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and from what I'm seeing, I, I think you were just. I, I don't know if they've actually made an announcement of who is getting. Did they, I, you, I, you were just gonna start? Okay, so um, I figure you would. Of course, Arch though is lighting it up as well during camp. So um, there's buzz about him as well. Again, they're they're not short on talent at the quarterback position. They're bringing a ton back with. The, the wide receiver room with Xavier Worthy, uh, Jordan Whittingham, and then they got the, the Georgia uh, transfer, Mitchell. And, uh, yeah, their offense is going to be pretty good. They have to replace B. John Robinson, uh, but I think they're going to kind of do a running back by committee type style and maybe until they find a number one guy. Uh, their O-line is stupid stout. They return all five guys. So, oh, that's big uh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, uh, ranked 12th, uh, I'm sorry, second in the Big 12th, uh, for scoring defenses last year. Um, so they're pretty good. They return Jalen Ford. He's a all big 12 caliber type player, 119 tackles. Um, so they're, they're going to be good on defense. I think their defensive line is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, this is a team where expectations are always high. We're always asking, are they back? And if they're not back this year, then win. Uh, because obviously this is last year in the big 12. And then they move on to SEC play. And yeah, you're going to go to um, 12 team playoffs, but you're still going to have to play SEC ball. And there's going to be a lot of teams that also want to get in. And um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. I think one of the keys is just going to be that they got to run the ball. Uh, I read something that said they went two and four last year when they threw for over 250 yards, but eight and two when they averaged three yards carry. So it's definitely, I know JC, you're a, you love a team that runs the ball well. Um, I think that's going to be the uh, one of the factors that's going to determine how well they do this year and how far they go. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I agreed. I think Texas really last year. I was looking back at their their schedule and every loss they had, they went eight and five, was a one score. They were in every game. Lost to you know Bama by one. Lost to uh, Texas Tech by three. Like they were in every game. So this is really going to be a good team. Um, I've heard some people say that are close to the Texas program, not me personally, but I've just heard people on the internet say that like people there are saying this is the most talented roster they've had in a very, very long time. Um, and like that's that's good to hear because the Bama teams, the Georgia teams, they have second string and third string guys that are coming on the field just as good as the first string. Um, and that's, I think, been the difference with Texas. And I think this year they finally have that. So this, this is going to be an exciting year um, for Texas for sure. Yeah, I think I think it's the defense that stands out, right? Like they've had some one-off good players over the last few years, um, from Sam Ellinger, 
um, to man, I'm gonna space on his name, but uh, really, uh, really big, tall receiver they had got drafted by the Saints. Um, oh, little Jordan Humphrey, they had him. Mm-hmm. So they've had these like one-off guys with their defense hasn't been there. Um, to me, man, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt in the Alabama game, they win the game. If you watch that game, I agree. They they, they were a better team. Obviously, the right. you know I think it was the shoulder, and that affected him the rest of the year. I know there's hype around Arch Manning, but this Quinn Ewers kid, I mean, don't forget he was the number one recruit, if not one of the best quarterback recruits of all time coming out. Um, he is a Texas kid, you know, went to Ohio State. Uh, so my understanding was couldn't get NIL money at the time in Texas. So he goes to Ohio State, you know, he just sits there for a year, Justin Fields there, doesn't play, and then comes back here when he can finally get his NIL money. So as much as I would love to see Arch Manning take the field, and I think they're, you know, at some point he's going to get in there. I think Ewers is the guy, man. I don't think Arch is going to take his spot, not this year. Um, it is He struggled in the spring game, Arch did. I think at camp, I know he's made some good plays. He had like a 60-yard run the other day. He hit some like 20 miles an hour, had had a crazy big run. But mm-hmm. again, it's it's camp. So take it for what you will. I, I am excited to see him, man. It, like Clint said, are they back? And even if they are, quote-unquote, back, how back are they going to be when... Yeah, to, I mean, to me, winning the Big Twelve is would be huge momentum going into next season, going into the SEC or making a playoff run. But again, you're going to get humbled real quick when. I mean, I know they've had their conference schedule out for next year, but man, it's going to be a whole different ball game if you haven't been winning ten games in the regular season. The Big Twelve, it sure as hell ain't easy winning ten games in the SEC. Now this roster is different than the last few years, so this mm. this if they're going to do it, this is the team. But yeah, man, it's going to be a rude awakening. So I think now with this roster, they have to take advantage of it with Oklahoma kind of being on the downward trend, I would say, compared to the last few years. Like, you got to take advantage of this roster. And if Texas football wants to be back, like, this is your year before you go to the SEC, you might want to, like, seize that opportunity. Well, we'll know right away, too, because the second week, remember, they play at Bama. We'll know how quick. Yeah. Yeah. How quick. That's how y'all felt about that. Texas is back right there. So. Oh, man. And you're right about yours, too. Like, it wasn't like it was all hype either. Before he got hurt, dude, he was lighting it up. Uh, Dude's for real. And oh, I think yeah. he, even when he came back, uh, I just don't think he was ever like all the way back. You know what I mean? Like, right. Wasn't fully so, healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be so fun to watch this year because uh, God, that week two game, uh, dude, I might close myself in a closet with, with a monitor <laughs> and do nothing else but watch that <laughs> right. game. Cause it's going to be so fun to watch. And, and yours got rid of the mullet. So it's like all business this year. You know? Oh yeah. That is kind of much drag. Yeah. It's slowing him down. <laughs> I would say if you made me pick, pick a winner right now, I would probably lean Texas based off the quarterback situation. I'll take exactly. yours experience over Milro, whoever else is going to play. I right. would take yours. Um, I'd be surprised if it's not a close game, though, like kind of like it was last year. So that's going to be, man, you talk about a, a way to start the season, man. That's uh, that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, that's week two. They play Rice a little easy, easy layup to begin. And, you know, right. even even like having the depth, having Arch Manning back there, if something does happen to yours, like right there. And Texas has been getting, you know, good quarterbacks because they had a Hudson Card member when, when yours came in or uh, got hurt last right. year. And he was a four-star, really good guy, and he's now at Purdue. So, I mean, they're they're recruiting like they're ready to go to the SEC. So, mm-hmm. we will we'll see. see. Just a matter of time. Jacob, who you got for us? Uh, well, next we have Oklahoma, but do you want to guess the over-under for Texas? 
Uh, yes, skipping, I do. Skipping over yes, your favorite part. Give me one second. Let me just, I'm just he's, looking he's at the, now. the he schedule. He had a rough patch I'm last kidding. episode. <laughs> well, I got to go back to my mindset of not picking what I think and, and what the people think, you know? So, yeah, man. We gotta, hmm. They are the favorites at plus 330 um, to win the Big 12. As they should. Right, as they should. I definitely think they should be. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's Oklahoma's plus. I'm sorry. Texas is plus 115. I was about to say, I was like, oh, that moved. Oh, okay. No, I'm I sorry. Um, I was looking at my paper. Man, I want... I want to go 10, but I think based on how high I went with USC, the Pac-12, I think it's going to kind of lean the other way. I probably need to go with my gut, but let's just go nine and a half. That's right. Nine and a half. You learn from the Pac-12. Oh, He's back. Go. He's learned back. From the back. There you go. Learn from the Pac-12, man. Tell you what. Jesus. Nine and a half. Dude. That one's for Clint. Cheers. So, oh, man, I appreciate that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll drink <laughs> that. Oh, man. And that's that's kind of high in my mind. I mean, Texas is really good, but they got at Bama, they got um, home to Oklahoma, they got BYU coming to town eventually. Um, Kansas State is coming to town. They're at TCU late in the year, and then they finish with Texas Tech. Like, you know, they, they could lose three or four of those games. So that's kind of a high over under. So I would personally take the under. But um, Man, dude, I'm almost on the no, opposite. I'm, I'm I'm with you though. But they're oh, favored see, in I, every game. Except for Alabama, that's, they have that's to. That's also be. true. Yes, they got to be favored. I, I don't. I, I differ from y'all. I don't know why. Maybe I, I'm a little overhyped about Texas. Maybe I, I was reading no, no, too no. much I'm into going, them. I'm saying I changed my mindset. I'm going with the people's over. I'm taking the over big time. They're they're favored okay. in every game of Bama. I'm with you. Yeah, like so you you're gonna give me two losses and I still get money. Like okay, yeah, that's, Alabama. That's let's just call Alabama a loss and then either Oklahoma or Kansas State or something like that. Like one of those. You drop two and still be in the money. That's for me for this team. That's it seems like easy money that, to me. But again, we talked about you know me losing money all the time. But so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, Jesus, I I might go hit that after the the pod after this. So. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That's actually over. true. That's true. I just think I'm you know so burned into my mind about Texas being not back and, and stuff. That's what they do, they, yeah. dude. So playing college pickups <laughs> every year. They burn me every single game because I, I'm, right. I'm I'm long on Texas, hammering them, and they lose games they shouldn't be losing. So I'm losing all my you know all these points on my pickums. And the moment I start fading them, they start winning. I'm like, dude, I'm sick of this team. You're right, dude. Like it, it's just that team lately has just kind of underperformed. So you never know. But I this year, I, if they underperform this year, oh, God help them. I mean, they were <laughs> back three years ago, right? When Sam Ellinger declared they were back. Yep. Yep. And, I ain't seen them. So, yeah. like, hopefully yeah. this is the year. That's right. So, enough about Texas. I know the listeners probably get enough of Texas from other podcasts as well. So, um, so we'll move on to anybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, moving on to Oklahoma, like I said earlier, they were plus 330 second um, to win the, the Big 12. Um, coming off a very disappointing year last year with uh, first year under Brent Venables, you know, Clemson, old Clemson defensive coordinator. Um, I don't really know if he was ever truly ready for a head coaching job. I mean, I, he'd been a damn good, one of the best defensive coordinators I've ever seen in college. That's slightly biased, of course, but um, I think no, even y'all you can, could. You can say that easily. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't know what if he was ready for a high-profile job like Oklahoma. Um, six and seven is very disappointing from last year, like I said, because that was their lowest winning percentage since, I want y'all to guess the year. Um. Let's see. They won the Natty like what? Oh four, or they got 
happen. We had Jason White. Um, lowest percentage since before Stoops got there. I was like 99 or 2000. All right, Clint. Is he close? I don't remember when Stoops got there, though, but I, I can't he talk. I'm drinking, I'm drinking my just... drink. God, man. <laughs> uh, I'll say like August. 03. I don't know. It was 98. Oh, Dude. man. Almost. Testing me. Testing me. <laughs> yep. They um, went five and six that year, which is kind of wild to think about. I've always known Oklahoma has been really good throughout the years, but um, their worst year in over 20 years is kind of kind of crazy to say out loud. But um, they, they are bringing back, you know, 12 starters, five on offense, seven on defense. Um, and including one of those guys, this is not a returning starter, but they're bringing back uh, Austin Stogner from – Originally from Oklahoma, then moved over to, uh, you know, followed Rattler over to South Carolina, um, which I I look back at his stats and of course Stogner, I don't think y'all were really pleased with how he didn't play too well for y'all. He wasn't like a big, like what he was promised to come over as. He didn't really play to that level. We had an issue with our coordinator, uh, rhymes with Starkus Latterfield getting the <laughs> ball to our playmakers, and that's probably part of the reason. I got you. Probably. Okay. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks to suck, Nebraska. Yeah. But getting him back over at Oklahoma, I think that's a big, big plus for him. Um, and we got to talk about Dylan Gabriel. I, you know, you kind of ask, you could ask any casual, you know, college football fan, they may not know who the Oklahoma quarterback is right now because he's not a huge name. He's not like a, you know, Quinn Ewers or something like that. But he's just been a very steady, really good quarterback coming from his days from UCF and everything. Um, last year, when he was playing and healthy, they were a very good team. And, and just like Texas lost a lot of one-possession games, um, Oklahoma lost a, a lot of one-possession games as well. Um, and, and like I said, Dylan was – Dylan Gabriel's you know, going through some injuries himself. Um, but he still threw 63% completion percentage, um, 3,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, and only six picks. Um, that's pretty good. And I think Oklahoma's in good hands too, because it's just like, again, Texas, if something does happen to Gabriel again, they do have a five-star backup who is a freshman, Jackson, uh, Arnold. You've probably heard of him maybe. Um, you know, he's still a freshman, but like, he's got that same kind of promise that Arch Manning does. He's like a top, top tier recruit. So, um, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good bounce back year for Oklahoma. Um, which is, which is good to hear, I think for college football. So this is my thing. You you were right with them losing some some close games, especially towards the end of the year. And Venables might get the benefit of the benefit of the doubt because he he's coached at Oklahoma before. Um, I think he came like late nineties, early two thousands. Right. This is my thing. It's one thing I get it. It's your first year. You're coming off, you know, a, a very good coach leaving. You got to bring your players in. He'll get a couple years to figure it out, but if they lose to Texas again, forty nine to zero, Oklahoma yeah. fans are. I mean, th- that's one thing you can't do, man. Like, yeah, okay, you can say it's his first year, he's coming, yada yada yada, but like, you can't lose forty nine to zero. And the other thing too, like, I, and I need to hear y- y'all's opinion on it before I just absolutely lose my mind. But like, I get it; they have Dylan Gabriel. I get it; they got some guys coming back. But you also lose people. You lose Marvin Mims. That's not an easy wide receiver to replace. Um. You, I don't know, man. Like they're ranked in the top twenty-five. I don't think they should be. You go five and five and seven, the regular or six and seven, 
Um, I get at the end of the year, you may maybe got a little closer, but I'm back on my like, this is just like a name brand thing and they're going to put him in the top 25, even though they like you finish the year six and seven and you're and you get to be ranked in like the top 20 or 21. Like, I don't know. It's crazy to me, man. I, I don't agree with it. I think one thing to keep in mind too, last year, they were 0-5 in one-score games. I mean, that's kind of hard to do. Uh, you feel like a, a couple of those go the other way. If you can split half of those and change that this year, you're already better off. Um, they right. also bring in the number one ranked transfer class in the Big 12, and it's eighth in the nation. So um, I know we were talking uh, one of these other episodes about how we were surprised about their odds for the Big 12. Uh, but they have a huge transfer class. They're bringing in a lot of guys. They're they're replenishing what they lost with uh, with Riley leaving for USC. I, 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 y'all remember that huge exodus of players and coaches and just everything that went down. That was part of their problem. And now I think, and as they should, they've used the transfer portal kind of to to fill in everything that they lost or try to anyway. And um, maybe a little unlucky last year with those that zero and five in one score games. So uh, we'll see though. I, I think you're right, though. If if they get embarrassed like they did against Texas again this year, there's it, it it's going to be trouble early um, for this new regime. So, right, it could be almost like they win every other game besides Texas, and if they lose like that to Texas again. It'll be, and we'll get this to uh, the Big Ten soon. But it'll be like I've heard about Ryan Day. They've lost to Michigan two years in a row now. If he even if he has this, mm. another successful year and he loses to Michigan again, like. They may even look at him as being on the hot seat there because they Which, just don't like, take that well. I, I get it, but at the same time, man, and whether Ryan Day is a good coach or not, I don't know just because he inherited such a good program. But like to me, it's right. like, I'm just saying, they can't lose the games they did and lose the Texas that bad. Like, look, if you win every game lose the Texas, like, yeah, I get it. Boosters are mad. Fans are mad. I'm the same way as a Carolina fan losing to Clemson. But like, right. if I'm winning 10, 11 games a year, I'm not firing my coach. That's not I me. Mean, Georgia did it with Mark Rick. I get it, but like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm glad you said what you said, Clint, about I know Jacob mentioned that you rebrought the fact about the one score games and the number one transfer portal. Okay, that makes it a little bit better while they're maybe ranked so high coming to the season. But just did you say something about games the one I score saw. games, Jacob? He, uh, he, yeah, he they, brought it I'm up, yeah. Kind oh, of vaguely bad, said it. No, you're so good. Then, it's 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 like cutting in and out. Uh, so I I must have just missed that part. My bad. You're buddy. good, but no, like if you good. take out the TCU game, which obviously TCU made the national championship, um, and you take out the Texas game, every other game they lost by a touchdown to Kansas State, and then they lost by a field goal to the last four teams they played: uh, Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Florida State. Can't lose the three of those four. That's for damn sure. Um, just based on the name, but like they were right there at the end of every mm-hmm. every, every game. It's just the defense is not. You know, not so up that's, to par. That at that point, I think don't, the ball sometimes, like we talked about last time, sometimes the ball swings your way and sometimes it doesn't. Right. But if they do that again this year and cannot finish the close games, now I'm putting that on coaching staff. Yes. Now we're not executing at the end. Now we're not calling the right plays. Now we're not situationally aware. We're not calling the right timeouts. All that stuff that I put on the coaches. Again, it's his second year going in, so like I, I can pump the brakes. I'm not trying to get Venables fired by any means. Right. Um, but yeah, I think th- if that flips. Now we're we're in for a good year, and I think as a SEC fan, like yeah, bring in the best, you know, the Big Twelve championship, hopefully, or I, I'm assuming they still have one. They just don't have divisions, but yeah, those two go to the the Big Twelve championship, and I want to see the two guys come into the SEC and then get absolutely stomped. Like I'm here for it. <laughs> of course you are. This is one little interesting fact because I I do believe Oklahoma will be back. They're a blue blood of college football. Um, 
the Oklahoma Sooners have just as many Big 12 championships as every other Big 12 team combined. So they're not going to stay down for long. I'll tell you that. That's pretty crazy. That is that it, it, dude. It's it's weird, man. Like, I guess Oklahoma more recently has has had the success and stuff, but it's like you would think the last 10, 15 years, like it would be Oklahoma and Texas all day, and it's mainly been Oklahoma and then some other teams. Baylor mm-hmm. had their run. Kansas, Kansas State, Kansas State's had a few mm-hmm. um, runs. So speaking of Kansas State, man, they kind of reminded me when I'm like looking some stuff up of Utah in the Pac-12, kind of under the radar. Um, they, I mean, they did win the Big 12 championship. If you remember, they beat TCU by a field goal, who goes to the ends up going to the national championship game. So I, I kind of forgot about that as well. Mm-hmm. They lost to Tulane by seven last year, and they lose to Texas by seven. And then they lost to Bama in the Sugar Bowl. So like, this is a pretty solid team coming back. That thing will surprise some people. Um, maybe the only team that's one of the few teams definitely happy that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, if the Big 12 is still a thing, that they might kind of have their, their run. They do have... Uh, 12 starters returning, 8 on offense, 4 on defense. So they got a lot of productivity coming back. The one um, X factor they lose, Deuce Vaughn, runs for 1,600 yards last year. He got drafted by the Cowboys in the sixth round. So um, that's obviously kind of a, a big um, loss right there. They do have a freshman running back, DJ Giddens. He ran for 500, 500 yards last year as a true freshman. And then they brought in another running back from Florida State named Treshawn Ward. He ran for 628 yards and seven touchdowns for Florida State last year. So pretty, I mean, mm. together, you know, maybe you have Deuce Vaughn. You got two guys. Um, I mean, that, that's a big chunk of production coming from a good Florida State team. So Treshawn Ward's supposed to have a big role as well. But I'm excited, man. Like, seeing what this team did last year, and like I said, the only you lose a TCU by 10, lose a Texas by 7, you come back and beat TCU and win the Big 12 championship game. I think they got a lot of momentum coming into the year. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, to agree. They, I just looked it up. A um, couple things: one, Kansas State, uh, at least according to this site, has the tenth toughest schedule in the nation this year. Uh no, you know we'll see how that plays out, but that's something to definitely keep an eye on. But I, I read something the other day, it was like two days ago, that um, so ESPN has the SP SP Plus, and it's essentially like if they rate every team and if the team has a is a positive number they're they're in the top half of the nation if, if they have a negative number they're in the bottom half of the nation and the big 12 is the only conference where all teams have a positive number so they're in the top half of the nation which i thought was really interesting it's gonna be uh, fun to watch how this plays out especially when we're talking about yeah maybe um Texas being the favorite, but when you have a conference like that and no week is really a given when you're playing conference play in a conference where all the teams are above average, you know, in the grand scope of things, that's going to be, you got to be careful. Um, Kansas State, like we were talking about, is one of those teams that may surprise some people with what they got coming into the transport and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we'll see about the 10th toughest schedule. Um, they'll navigate it. You know, we'll see. That You said that's in the nation? Yeah. That's kind of, um, I'm looking at it now, and and the only ranked opponent I see is TCU in Texas. I mean, so that must, I mean that may be in the Big Twelve. To hard well, I mean, the Big Twelve. No, 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 this is this is so this is on Sports Illustrated and whatever huh. metrics they use. But yeah, tenth in the at a hundred out of 133 teams, they've got interesting. 
Um, yeah, the tenth of a schedule. So I mean, I, I they're, they're out of conference games are Missouri, Houston. No, I'm sorry, Houston's in their conference. Troy, now. Missouri, uh, Southeastern no, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to say, but besides the cupcakes, I guess I, I should have prefaced yeah. that with. Well, yeah. Um, my bad. Houston's in their conference. Also, Missouri, and then, well. I mean, obviously, I forget Central Florida's in there too. So that's all conference games. So yeah, I mean, I guess because of Missouri, maybe instead of three cupcakes, you got. Well, I mean, Troy's not terrible. Troy's has some decent teams. What? What? Um, who are they pulling in conference? As far as are they pulling all the big dogs? They're not pulling Oklahoma. I know that, but they do yep. have Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas. They got pretty much the rest of them: Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State. Um, Texas yeah, so Tech. I guess they, yeah, I don't know. They miss out on Oklahoma. Maybe um, I'll just squeeze in this damn site, but. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no, I would, I would say, it's, I'd say it's good. But they do have so Will Howard, their quarterback. He's a 6'5", 240 pound senior. He came in at the end of the year. I think the last like seven games through through for sixteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. I'm sorry, sixteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns in seven games. They did have three key guys on the defense defensive side get drafted, and like Clint said, they got a they got a, they got a couple transfers that came in from Power Five school that that should be impactful. Um. I think they're going to be solid, man. You know, they, they, the running back's a big loss. But overall, I would say um, they got a lot of the key guys coming back. And to me, like, why would they not go in with the utmost confidence that they can beat anybody? I mean, you beat TCU, they go to the national championship, you feel like you should be there. Um, I mean, obviously you lose the Bama in the bowl game. But yeah, man, I would be, I'd be excited if I was a Kansas State fan. Yes, I, I would too. Especially like you said, after this year, Texas and Oklahoma go ahead and leave, and they can kind of become them and TCU kind of running it. I, I think every year, right? I'm going to go over under seven and a half. I'm right at it. Over. They're at eight. And they're right at it. Well, I'll take the over. I'm not giving it to you either. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm only going halves because of you. Yeah. So Texas was at nine and a half, and we didn't really get to Oklahoma. What do you think Oklahoma is? Oh, we didn't get to Oklahoma. One sec, one sec, one sec. You gotta get um, to the schedule. I, I just gotta look at the schedule. No, you yep. just gotta Google what the over under is. I'm not Googling, dude. <laughs> I will change the, the camera. Free. You can watch. I, me. I hear the clicking. I, your mic that's, that's Jacob. That's me. That's, that's me. not oh, me. Oh, okay. That's my my bad little, podcast. You're like, you're like, hold on, hold on. Click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self proclaimed stats and info. Not even looking at the laptop. My phones. See, phone here. It's on this side. Here's hand. <laughs> Cincinnati's pretty good, right? Uh, so. I've got them later. I'll tell you about them later. Over under six. Hold number. Ooh, I've seen Oklahoma? Like... Correct. Nine and a half. I was about to say. Oh, come that feels on. low. That feels Who low. did that? Hammer they, the under all day, boys. Hammer the under. Not again, a believer. The only ranked people they have on their schedule is they play at Texas, and then they play home to TCU at the last game of the year. Yeah, but they now might they, beat Iowa State. They're going to lose to Texas. Kansas is probably going to beat them. Jalen Daniels is going to go off. Uh, West Virginia sucks. Whoa. Uh, they play BYU. Uh, they're losing to TCU. At BYU. I, That's like six games. It's like okay. Oregon State all over again. <laughs> okay, if, if it's nine and a half, I'm hammering the under. If it was at six, I'm going over. Good to have confident betting. That's terrible, man. And somebody ranked <laughs> in the top 25. Okay. Well, I next can't we wait until got... next year. South Carolina plays Oklahoma. I just cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get them on the schedule? They are. They're on the schedule. We are playing at Oklahoma. Oh, really? I, I did not know that. Yep. 
We're not playing Georgia, but we're playing Oklahoma. You'll take that swap, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, I would. All right, Clint, I think you got uh, Texas Tech next, don't you? Uh, yeah, little little Texas Tech talk. Um, the Red Raiders. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was just pulling up their schedule real quick, taking a quick peek. Um, yeah, this is a team that I think uh, kind of uh, several groups in the college football war, college football world are kind of thinking that maybe is this TCU of 2022? Um, could this be a team that kind of sneaks a lot of these teams and ends up in a big 12 championship? Um, obviously time will tell, but uh, I, I will say that in the 27 years that they've been in the conference, they haven't been to the big 12 championship game once. So, um, which actually surprised me a little bit because when you think of Texas Tech and you think of like when Mike Lee was just there and all that, like it just surprises me they haven't. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they bring back eight starters this year, 75% of their offensive production. Um, y'all, y'all need to help me out with this pronunciation. The quarterback, Tyler Show, Shaw, Shaw. I would, it's like spelt like Doe, but take the D and put SH. Let's go yep. with Show. Show. All right. 6'5, 230, big, big boy. Um, talented. They had a strong finish the last year. Um, they got a super loaded wide receiver room full of veterans. Um, Jaron Bradley, Miles Price, Xavier White, solid tight ends. Um, I think they transferred a guy from Austin P. Dre McCray, who uh, might end up leading the team in receptions. Um, o line is okay. They need to be a little bit better with pa- uh, pass protection. They were 12th in sacks and tackles for loss uh, in the Big 12 last year. So, not great. Um, defense was good, kind of a bend, not break uh, type defense last year. They got Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchins on the line. They lose their top two tacklers from this year, though, so they'll have to replace that. Uh, secondary, though, is pretty loaded with some experience, and their cornerbacks, Rayshad Williams and Malik Dunlap, are returning. So um, defensively, they'll probably be okay. Um, again, like one of those teams where we're sitting here, just like how we did TCU last year. I'm not calling them TCU 2022, but uh, we did this last year where nobody's nobody predicted TCU to have the year they had. Um, Right. Uh, Texas Tech could do that, um, especially if uh, their quarterback Tyler stays healthy and he's a big boy, he's talented. Um, if they can find some offense, I think one of the keys is just going to be be mindful of those turnovers. Don't don't put too much on your defense when um, when you don't have to. Uh, we got to be smart with the ball, pass protect. You can't be twelfth in the, the Big Twelve um, with giving up sacks and tackles for loss. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how they look this year. I'm looking at their schedule. They got Wyoming starting out, then then Oregon. Which is like okay, well that sucks. Um, <laughs> then Tarleton State, West Virginia, Houston, Baylor. So other than Oregon, maybe most of those are wins. And uh, and then October fourteenth, you got Kansas State, and then BYU, TCU, Kansas, UCF, and they finish up with Texas. So um, yeah, they, they could have a really strong start to the year, build some momentum, and we'll see how they look coming towards that end when they're playing you know tcu kansas and texas in the last uh three to four weeks so yeah i I, i'm kind of big on texas tech this year just kind of like when we did the pac-12 just a few days ago um we kind of talked everybody into oregon state and that was like my dark horse of the pac-12 
Um, they're a really good team and nobody talks about them. This is kind of the same deal. Um, they were pretty good last year and they're easily starting at least five and one. Like you talked about the schedule and they get Oregon in Lubbock. So that's a home game. And that would look bad for my Oregon pick, uh, winning the Pac-12 if if Oregon goes and loses that. But, um, their schedule is backloaded having Kansas State and TCU and Texas late. Um, but this, this very well could be, well, this is my dark horse pick for for the Big 12 this year. So, uh, th- dude, to me, Texas Tech, they're always a tough team because their offense is always pretty good. Mm, so right. it's like, if, if they go out and beat Texas or beat Oklahoma or beat whoever, like, it's not a surprise to me because their offense is, is good enough to do that. I had an over-under number in my head. Jacob, you said they're probably going to start at 5-1. and one. You've now upped it for me, so I'm going to go 7.5 for their over-under. You nailed it. That's exactly right. Oh, let's, that was for you. It was six and a half. And you said they're starting out five and one had to change it. Well, I mean, just looking at that, like Wyoming, Tarleton State That's at cool. West Virginia is not a given. And Houston's, I don't think, going to be very good. Baylor's kind of down. So I would think five and one is pretty manageable. I'm not reading, reading off their schedules anymore. I'm, I'm going to let you have your own takes before I start giving you mine. <laughs> I have no that that's all I'm using is I'm just using their schedule. I'm using their schedule and then last year's schedule. That's all I'm using. Okay. Yeah. And then the so rest of they had big how many energy. coming back on offense, Clint? They have what did I say, seven? Eight. That's pretty good because they have eight. They were the twenty seventh best offense last year. So like that's yep. You're talking about their really good offense. Yep, seventy five percent of their offensive production is coming back this year. So this, this is gonna be a scary team. I'd, I'd say that's that's big time. especially like you said the receiver room coming back that's that's going to be uh, pretty helpful especially in, yeah. the, in this league yeah, without I a lot of big defenses like you said Jacob I don't I don't hate that as a uh, a dark horse pick so I think you might be onto something there although you got to kind of pick one though <laughs> with the Oregon and, you, and uh, yeah Texas Tech playing each other so oh if we're going Oregon oh Oregon hey, wait who's your dark horse pick Oregon or Oregon State. Oregon State. Oregon's favorite, no, no, I guess. That, don't even but, start but on that shit again. He's right, big on Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I got Oregon winning the, the Pac-12, but Oregon State's the dark horse. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would love to see that rivalry. By the way, did y'all happen to hear my kids coming here earlier? Did nope. not. Okay. Uh, awesome. Because they came in screeching. Like a Tell couple them to tear down that flag next time they come in. I didn't oh hear God. that. I thought I heard some crunch in the paper, but that could have just been me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Not it, not it. Uh, man, moving on to, I mean, Jacob, tell me, are, are we? Is this a repeat year? What are we doing here for TCU? <laughs> What's going on? Back to the well, Natty or what? Uh, the Cinderella, no, from last year. I, I'm, <laughs> I'll say from the top, they're not going to make it back to the national championship again. Um, I love Sunny Dykes, and that, yeah, that's not really that's a warm take. Maybe it's not even. <laughs> um, thirteen and two, just a magical year last year. Um, making it to the Natty, I, you always want to win something. You don't want to play second, but lose like that in the national championship too. But for a team like TCU, that was that was an amazing year. Um, like I said, especially in a first year coach, Sonny Dykes like that, um, kind of crazy. So, but to get into their team for this year, um, the strong suit is going to be the defense. They're bringing back eight from the defense, including cornerback Josh Newton who was first-team All-Big 12 last year and is a preseason All-American this year. Um, he is actually tied for the most starts um, act, for active players in college football right now with 47. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so and they also had a corner last year that got drafted into the NFL. Um, but this guy is still there. And like I said, they're returning eight from that defense, and they had a really good defense, um, except for the national championship against Georgia. Um, 
But for the offense, they obviously lose um, Garrett Riley, first and foremost, to Clemson. Um, they're really good offensive coordinator. And uh, they also lost their top four receivers and top three rushers from last year. Um, only 41% of the offensive production returns. Uh, that's that's not good for, for any team to hear, especially coming off of a national championship year. And plus, you lose your quarterback, Max Duggan. Um, but the guy that is going to be replacing him is Chandler Morris. He's a redshirt junior. Um, he was actually he actually lost the job to Max Duggan, so he's been there. He's at least been in this system, um, which is a plus. But he wasn't. He was only a three star. He didn't play crazy good. He was just like a game manager, more or less. Um, so, but they do bring in a few transfers um, to kind of replace some holes on offense, including uh, running back Trey Sanders from. He was a former Alabama recruit. He's a former five star. Um, so there is hope there. I think this team could go from a high, you know, falutin passing offense to try to, you know, grind you out like running the ball and playing hard nosed defense. So um, we'll see what happens this year. I like high falutin. That is technical. That's right. That is technical. I will say though. So their new offensive coordinator is Kendall Bryles. That name sounds yes. familiar. The old Baylor coach Art Bryles. So go back to the offense. Um, back in what late like 2008, 2009, 2010 with uh, RG3, right? I mean, that offense was, if not one of the most electric offenses of all time, led by Art Bryles. Uh, Kendall Bryles was on that staff, obviously a young guy learning the offense, but one of those guys that like has been around the game for a long time, sees the scheme that his dad had. So like, as much as Garrett Riley is as good an offensive coordinator, like, I don't know how much the drop-off is going to be if it is, obviously now we do have new players. We we don't have Max Duggan, right? But I think as far as the scheme goes, I don't know if it's going to be that different. And I think they can still be prolific. I know you just talked about the run game, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't miss much of a step on offense with the spread just based on him and his knowledge. Now, that is kind of giving him a little bit of credit from the past. But look, if if my dad's a coach of Baylor when RG3 is there and we're just absolutely destroying teams, like I'm pretty sure he learned a thing or two. So that'll be an, another interesting thing to watch. Um, I, they're not going back to the natty, but I think they're going to be a hell of a good team. Yeah, I was uh, checking another schedule, and they have a pretty cush uh, first half of the year. They they start oh, off yeah. Col- Colorado, which uh, well, you know we'll see, I guess. Which is a That's game a to bookmark more or less for our Colorado than it is for TCU, surprisingly. Yeah, but I if I had to guess, I think TCU is going to win that first game of that for entire. Sure you know, circus that is Colorado right now, but Colorado, sure. Colorado, Nicholas State, Houston, SMU, West Virginia, Iowa State, BYU. They they don't play anybody really of super concern until Kansas State. Obviously slip ups happen, but what's up? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just laughing no, you I, said you were gonna like yeah. read out the schedule again. No, <laughs> no, I'm just trying, I know no, you're good. I'm looking at oh I just see God. I see I see oh, Jacob man. smirk and then I'm <laughs> Smirking because you're you're just helping my dude. Because no, I get so dude. amped about these stupid schedules, I look over. <laughs> no, I'm like, the I beginning of this this schedule for them is so easy. I read it all. You guys help out over, my over under, and you're you guys help me out ear to ear, like calculating <laughs> like Rain Man over here. God, <laughs> dang, oh. we're uh, eight and a half. Eight this and is and for half. the listeners, not for us. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to give you the last bit because the last That's half fine. of the year is different. So go ahead, go ahead and, and give your uh, eight and a half. What is it, Jacob? Seven and a half. See, if I would have read the rest of this, you probably wouldn't uh, nailed it because after if they didn't have as much no, turnover I saw offense, it. I, saw I would okay. I would agree with eight and a half, but yeah, yeah. Because they have Kansas, you know, starting October twenty first. Kansas okay, State, well, Texas Tech, that's Texas, fine. Baylor, Just Oklahoma. take the over then. That's my betting advice. 
take yeah. you over. There you go. So they'll definitely have a they'll come back to earth this year. So it's gonna be a good team, but coming oh, back so. to earth. This I year. mean, what would you have? How many starters coming back? I think was it three or it was eleven. Three on offense, eight on defense. Three on offense, right? That's what I meant. Yeah, I, I think you know, just they had something special last year, especially with Max Duggan. Right. And then you turn over that much. It's I don't I don't anticipate them being really much of what they were last year. Uh, could be wrong, but that's just a lot to have to replace, especially when you're not a typical team to be uh, dominating and uh, go into the playoffs, which is a great year for them. But that to me, that's an outlier. And if I'm a TCU fan, I, I would try to keep my expectations realistic and not not freak out too much if you know they're not winning 10 11 games right i think their fan base knows that because they weren't that kind of team beforehand yeah it's not like they had those kind of expectations so they'll be all right either was clemson and then now we have guys like you they're just like you know we're the blue bloods of the nation i don't know what to tell you i mean i I didn't say those exact (laughs) words but (laughs) (laughs) it has been nice the past couple years i'll tell you that But, oh um, man, I was just waiting on you to bring up Michael Penix Jr., but we'll move on. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, <laughs> maybe it's just because I knew his name, and so I would just say his name. But I don't like. I don't have like the special thing for him. I don't know where that came up. Well, I guess. Your tattoo says differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tattoo says differently. Well, I know I was talking about Baylor and, and their offense from back in the day. Right. That ain't this year. That just not gonna be this team. Um, they only returned four on offense and five on defense, so not a lot of productivity coming back. Except they do have the Big Twelve Offensive Freshman of the Year coming back, running back Richard Reese. He had nine hundred and seventy-two yards and fourteen tuds for the Baylor Bears. So definitely a little different than their past. Um, the running game. They did get a big transfer receiver from Arkansas, um, Keytron Jackson, just a big body, go up and get the ball type receiver. Not a lot of productivity from Arkansas, but a guy that I think. Um, I mean, that offense is obviously shadowed by KJ Jefferson uh, and Rocket Sanders and all them. So maybe not just not a lot of playing time. So that'll be a big help from them. They got a decent D line, decent linebackers. Their secondary is going to be the question mark, which in this league is not what you want to hear, right? With with all these high falutin offenses, as Jacob said, if your secondary is struggling, um, it's going to be, you're in for a long day. So expect a lot of uh, 40, 50 point. Um, outings probably given up by the defense. Now, their offense ha- has the capability to match that every once in a while, but I wouldn't hang your hats too high on the Baylor Bears. I'm going to go over under five and a half, and that's probably very generous. For the Baylor Bears, Look, that's um, a good scrolling, scrolling. I haven't looked at their schedule personally, but uh, six and a half. Wow. Close. I thought I was being generous. It's actually kind of surprising. I mean, they went six and seven last year. Um, they lost a couple of close games. Oak State by eleven, lost to West Virginia by three, lost to BYU by six, TCU by one, and then Texas by eleven. So it's not like they had a, a terrible team, but they also I don't know, man. I just don't think they have enough coming back to really build off of last year. I think if you if you go game by game last year, you're like, man, we could have won this game, could have won that game, but could have, should have, would have for a lot of these teams. Like that's not gonna. I don't know if that's gonna help you going into next year, just based on the guys that you lost and the lack of starters that are returning for this year. Right, and their schedule, like you said, is well. I say it's front loaded, but now it's, there's two good ones at the beginning and two at the very end, and then there's like a lot of 
mid-tier teams on the schedule. So. Right. Like, I didn't even know Long Island had a football team. I'm Dude, glad yeah. you said I don't even know this. You have staring at that. Somebody is sh- that is, yeah. Somebody's showing up as LI jersey that says <laughs> Long Island. So I'm guessing that's that like much. Long Island, like New York. Like I'm, I'm assuming I don't even do they even have room for a football field out there. I, I don't know. Not Long Island. We could be I very. Think New Yorkers I mean, care that much about college football. No, I'm gonna get some flag for that, bro. Unless you're Syracuse, <laughs> yeah, dude. Good, good thing your family's not around. <laughs> I'll tell my listeners. Oh well. If we got some New York listeners, that'd be nice. That would be. That would be nice. I mean, we'll see, man. Um, anything else on Baylor before we move on to a, a team that I think is always pretty solid, but not a lot of uh, love going into this year? No, I, th- I think you're pretty spot on with Baylor. Um, just it's gonna be one of those years where they're not great. Um, I mean. They do get Utah and Texas at home, which I don't know if that's going to matter much, you know, in the beginning half of the year. But, um, right. Yeah. Uh, you said five and a half. I felt that was a good number. He said six and a half. I, I'm, I'm cool with that too. If that's the actual number, I feel like it's about right. So, yeah. 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 I'd and probably I was the under. I was listening, but did they, who's their quarterback for this year? Is it Blake Shapin still or he graduated? He, no. Yeah. It should be him. Let me double check. Yeah. It's still Shapin. Yeah. He's a, okay. he's a junior going in this year. Okay. Yeah, if he can make a leap, Baylor can hit that six and a half or maybe even possibly go over. But um Right. But yeah. All right. Now on to the Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, so normally I give y'all the offensive rundown, then the defense, but I'll give you the defense first and you'll see why here in a second. Uh, because the offense has some funny stuff going on as of late. Um uh Matt Campbell, head coach, again, one of those teams that had some bad luck with um one score losses last year. There were six of eight, um, which is tough. But uh, defensively, they were fourth in the nation in total defense. Really good defense. Uh, number one in the Big 12 in a bunch of defensive categories. Um, nearly everybody in the secondary is back, including All-American caliber uh, TJ Tampa. Uh, they got safety Frailer, and then likely a Big 12 standout in Miles Purchase. Um, oh, did we just lose uh, JC? I'm here. Oh, I don't even see your face. Nah, That's probably a good. Keep thing. it going. You're I'll good. Focus. Uh, they do lose uh Will McDonald, fifteenth overall pick in the draft, but um, a couple other things they have to replace too. Their top three sackers are gone, uh, but they still have their tackles, so um, they should be okay defensively. Um, and then with offense, they got seventy six percent of their production returning nine starters. Uh. Interesting enough, though, I don't know if y'all have seen any of this. They've had some issues with some players in gambling. Have y'all? Yes. Y'all, yeah. Is that the one that had the kicker? Oh, I don't, it's, it's, it seems like the list is growing. So the first one I heard of was um, the quarterback, uh, Hunter Deckers. Wow. And uh, talented dude. Um, I think he had a little bit of turnover trouble, but he's still a good quarterback. Uh, got caught up in placing a bunch of bets and stuff on his phone, including some involving Iowa State and uh yeah I can't have that yeah and I was like okay that sucks so <clears throat> they they have this new recruit JJ Cole who uh I think they're gonna have stepping in at quarterback <clears throat> and then just a little while ago I read that their running back what was his name uh, I had it right here um Brock 
Yep, Brock. He got caught up in some of it too. Uh, and he 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 placed a good bit of it. I think he said like thirteen hundred bets, uh, some of which were on games he was a part of. Thirteen hundred uh, bets. Yeah, yeah, one thousand three hundred. If I read that right, that's, that's a wow. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's a that's a lot. Yeah, that's a problem. Um. So and and I think they're having several other players, maybe not as big in names, but they're they're having an issue now in Iowa State where now now people are looking. They're using the magnifying glass and they're like, right. who has all been involved? And that's usually yeah. how this happens, man. You got one gets caught and then you start looking and you're like, uh oh, this guy was doing it too. And then this guy, and then half your team is now suspended and going uh, to court for whatever. Right. But I um, got a question. Would that reflect any on Matt Campbell? Like, I know that's not something that he can probably control because the players are not telling him, but will this eventually come back on Matt Campbell at all? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that are going to spin this like, oh, it's got a culture problem. He can't control his kids and stuff like that. I doubt they said the same thing with Kirby Smart and this this offseason with the speeding stuff and the the accident they had and all that mess. They don't have a culture problem. It's kids, man. These kids are, you know, between 18 and 22 years old. Uh, and everybody's got a smartphone, obviously, and it's so easy to gamble these these days. There's so many different sites, apps. Right. You can just go in real quick. So, I, uh, to your point, uh, to your question, I don't think it's going to be a reflection of him. I, I now, if this continues, right? If this continues and it turns out, well, the coaches were involved too. It's like, okay, all right, well, something's happened, um, right? So yeah, the, it that's going to be something that's going to be talked about a good bit this year. Again, though, they do have the nine stars back. I I would assume those two players did count as those starters that were coming back. Um, and I don't think they're going to be allowed to play until those uh, the investigation is at least completed and the findings are you know released. But um, at least defensively, <laughs> I don't think they've really caught too many guys gambling. So uh, really good team defensively. Like JC was staying one of those like pretty good teams that. Um, right. I I know I talk about the pickums a little bit. That one they they burn me sometimes because they they usually catch somebody every year. They catch somebody they're not supposed to be, um, and as long as they can keep everything in house as far as all this drama stuff, and they can kind of get back to worrying about football instead of having to deal with gambling problems, um, they should be in for another year where I, I think they're definitely able to you know win a good bit of games and surprise a couple of people. So. Yeah, I definitely think so. This team was four and eight last year, like you said, but the strength of schedule was ninth in mm-hmm. the nation. So like they had a really tough schedule last year. And just a little fun fact I I actually saw when doing a little research the other day is they this doesn't happen very often. You said they had a really good defense and their offense is not that good. They actually averaged scoring the same amount of points that they gave up per game it was twenty point two. You don't see that very often. So yeah. just a little interesting fact. So this is a good team, just if they can kind of Right at right at the end of the game when it's like fourth quarter, and they need that one score instead of losing by one mm-hmm. score, this team will kind of turn it around. I, I hope I said that. Back to the, sorry, sorry real quick. earlier. I hope I said that right. Six of their eight losses were by one score or less. I don't know if that came yes. out the way I, it sounded in my head. <laughs> uh, no, it did. Okay, all right. Just making sure. Go ahead, Jay I was just gonna go back to the gambling part. I know because uh, Jacob briefly mentioned whether it's Iowa. I think Iowa's kicker had it. So I don't know if it's just an Iowa thing, but. I was kicking. What else to do up there? Right, right. <laughs> Cornfields and gambling. Mm. So he was. I think that their kicker was betting the unders, which, as you should, if you're an Iowa team or an Iowa State team. But then, <laughs> and I don't know which which one it was. It might be the Ohio State guys. They found out they were using family members' accounts, like telling their 
mom or sister or cousin or whatever to hey make these like bets for me. So I would think you're right that they've now have a magnifying glass and are doing a deep dive on all these accounts. And that so that's what I was gonna ask you, which I think you covered it was, you know, what's the punishment if any they've announced it, or is it just gonna be one of those things where you're not gonna play until we we're done with the investigation because if they play and then they deem it a uh some type of you know violation or in, uh, improper benefits which i don't see how i mean obviously if you're gambling on your team you would think you're trying to win but p rose has been trying to fight that for a while but if they <laughs> are going to label them improper benefits the coaching staff or the university is not going to let them play in these games if they play and they find out something's wrong and now we can backdate these and, and take away these wins now we can't go to a bowl game, yada, yada, yada. I don't think it should be on the coaches either unless they're like going to start putting some type of uh, like sanctions on the team. But like you said, man, they're young kids. You can't, there's a hundred of them on your team like, and they're on their phone. It's not like they're like going out yeah. to casinos and gambling. Like, they're, who knows what they're doing on their phones? And with FanDuel and all these stuff and all these states, it's super easy unless you live in South Carolina. Other than that, it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are, are you hoping that, that Jacob? Yeah, I hope that didn't okay. record like that. Um, no, it's good. Just keep it your going. Your last two sentences, you sound like a robot. It's fine. No, no, it, it'll be fine on the on the back end. <laughs> Sorry, it, we'll give your internet a break. Yeah. Um, we'll move but, on to uh, UCF. Unless Clint, you have any more on Iowa? State? No, no. I, again, I, I to your point, I, I just don't think they are kids. I, gambling's fun. I, I do it all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I have a problem, but um, <laughs> not yeah, thirteen hundred times. Yeah, that's a lot. And uh, again, <laughs> to make it clear, yeah, they are. I think they are suspending or like separating the players from the team until everything is discovered. So, right. Yeah. How about uh, UCF? Yeah. So this is actually the first of the four new teams that are coming into the Big Twelve, which is now the Big Sixteen. Not really, but that's what we're gonna jokingly call it. Uh, they're plus 4,000. Um, they have been a pretty good team the past several years. Um, they have they went 9-5 and five last year in the AAC, American Athletic Conference. Um, and this is gut. They have Gus Miles on. I, you can kind of easily forget that at how many teams there are in college football, and that's the old Auburn coach. And this is actually his third year. Um, he's 18-9 and nine in this last two seasons. So, um, not the national in quotation national champion UCF teams of old, mm. um, but uh, a decent. He's keeping them at right, you know, a decent team right now. So um, moving to the Big Twelve, um, he's returning twelve of twelve starters from last year, six from both offense and, de- and defense, um, including the the fifth year quarter uh, quarterback John. Plumley, I'm not going to pretend to say his middle name. I know that's probably it's it's, it's, uh, it's like Rise or Reese or whatever. But he's the Ro- the baseball player and quarterback. He's still a robot, like a robot in Euclid. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I just keep moving. It's going to be fine on the back end. So unless I just am impeding you guys from having a conversation, just let it roll. Okay, uh, you're good. You're <laughs> good. You're good. Yeah, John Rice Plumley. Okay, John Rice Plumley. Um. Yeah. Who is a red shirt, red shirt senior transfer? Um, he actually played at Ole Miss back in the day, and I, I remember that now when I when I did the research. Um, but um, I really think this team is going to be strong when it comes to running the football. Um, they bring back R.J. Harvey, um, who was their leading back last year, and they have senior Johnny Richardson, who is a real speedy back, um, and then they have a former five star transfer, Demarcus Bowman, um, who actually played at Clemson in 2020 
Um, didn't get a whole lot of playing time and then transferred to Florida in 2021 and didn't play a whole lot there either, but he is a huge talent and he's had a, a year or two off. I think he kind of opted out the COVID year. That's why he's kind of taking some time. Um, and, uh, he he's probably like fresh, ready to go. So they've got three really strong running backs for this year. Um, and for their defense, the defensive line is going to be real strong. Uh, Traymond Boris Brash is uh, the leading sack and tackle for loss leader from last year uh, for this defense. So um, he's coming back and they have a stout defensive line alongside him. So um, this team is primed to make a little noise out of the four that come in. Um so kind of looking forward to see what, what they got going on. Yeah, that's um your last statement there. I kind of agree with, I think out of the four that are joining the conference, I think they're definitely, I think the best equipped as far as talent and depth wise to kind of slide in and emerge in with this conference. Um, yeah. I, it's going to be fun to see what Malzahn does as head coach. Uh, obviously, he's decent. He's good. He's 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 done it. He's been there. Um, and with uh, you know this uh, this year in the Big Twelve, but then the Big Twelve changes in a big way next year with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. So that might just open up a, a pathway for um, him to kind of develop this team into a Big Twelve contender in just a few short years. So. Um, again, I do think that it's, uh, I'm not expecting them to do a whole lot this year. I think that it's just, uh, just the nature of the beast switching conferences and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if UCF is a team, but we're looking at, um, especially after this year as a team that people need to be paying attention to. Yeah. I have to agree. And their schedule is looking decently easy for is the draw they get to go to Kansas state and then to Oklahoma. But I mean, other than that, they get, you know, I think all the other three, uh, new teams in the big 12 besides BYU actually. Um, so they actually get two of them, but, um, the rest of the schedule didn't look, looking too bad. In fact, they're playing Villanova. I didn't realize Villanova had a football team. Um, <laughs> like to be yeah. honest with you, that's a basketball school. What are we doing? Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the wrong thing. So, um, <laughs> We'll see. Can we even get JC? Is he still here? Get his opinion on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Man, we got. We got. We found a Check team that he doesn't have an opinion on. How about that, Clint? <laughs> Dude, I think what the problem was is he forgot to do the research on the last few teams as far as over unders. He needs to go check those real quick before he he can get back on and uh, act like he just <laughs> guessed them correctly. He needs to prove himself. Yeah, well, we can talk about UCF. Um, Clint, would you like to take a, a guess real fast before we move on? Wait, oh, uh, let me hold on. Let me pull the schedule quick. Sorry. You're good. Like I said, they the two biggest uh, ones they have is at Kansas State and then at Oklahoma. That's in the middle of the season. Um, a lot of other mid-tier teams to to cakewalks kind of deal. Okay, I'll, I'll just uh... – I'll say four and a half. I, I I can't even see the schedule yet, but I'll just say four and a half. Like I said, they went nine and five last year, but that was in the AAC, so this is the Big yeah. 12 now. Um, so you said five and a half? Four and a half. Four and a half, okay. Um, I see Salmon Man's here. Uh, that's just the color of his shirt. What Can you can you give us your over-under? On Central Florida? Can you hear us? 
Ooh, yes. you sound crispy. Oh, he's now. back. Very good. He's back. If we're gonna, if we're gonna do Central Florida on an over under, yeah, let me re look at their schedule. See how to do. The um, same it's thing. not gonna be very high. I'll tell you that. Just kidding. It might be. They had a good year last year, and uh, I like their quarterback a lot. Did you hear about guy. the Villanova? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had a. Couple Did you hear us talk like about three years Villanova? Like, yeah, yeah, three years. <laughs> Okay. Maybe more. I did not know that they were they were FCS team. They still might be. In, they, they still might be an FCS team. Okay. Interesting. But Clint had four I and a half. So. Yeah, I mean the schedule is like tough. But I mean they had a good year last year. Oh, well, they switched conferences. Oh, this is their first year. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> there he is. He's back. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say five. <laughs> Jesus. Let me go five. It's seven, actually. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, in that I said conference? that the schedule didn't look like crazy. Yeah. I mean, they got Kent State at Boise State, Villanova, um, Kansas State, Baylor, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, which we don't know how they're going to be, um, Texas Tech, and Houston. So, yeah, I think I probably would have said five and a half. I had a look at the schedule before, but uh, seven is. A I definitely wouldn't have said seven. Yeah, maybe that's I definitely wouldn't have said seven. Long. Effect. Yes. No. I don't know, man. Seven's You're probably right on there, Clinton. Yes. I don't agree with seven, but all right. Is whatever. your internet stable enough to do Kansas, my friend? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I like Kansas, man. If you don't remember, Kansas was like what ranked top like. Mm, what five or top ten last year before Daniels got hurt? Um, I mean, he was one of the top guys in the Heisman talks at least the first five games, and then he separated his shoulders, so that kind of throws a wrench in a couple things. Uh, a lot of playmakers returning on offense. I got nine guys on offense returning, seven on defense. The problem is their defense gave up thirty-five and a half points a game, so it's worse than the Big Twelve, and they lose all four defensive line to NFL, and then I think one or two graduated. So. Again, it, it's a it's man. It's, it's almost the same as Pac-12, man. The the team's very good on offense. Have a Heisman type of guy at the quarterback position. They have a lot of guys on defense returning, but again, those guys also the same ones that gave up thirty five and a half points a game last year. So we'll see how it ends up, man. Um, they don't have the easiest schedule either. Um, they, I mean, they start out with Missouri State. They play Illinois, so a Big Ten team. They're at Nevada. They do play Texas, Oklahoma. So, um. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough sledding for Kansas. Um, it's definitely a different Kansas team than five years ago. Um, I think they're definitely like respectable as far as their offense goes, but I'd say I'd probably do the over-under at like four or five games as well. I'll just say four and a half for the take, but um, I, I feel like that's low, honestly, but just looking at their schedule, man, it's like, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be tough, man, with some of the teams they're playing. I think you're muted, buddy. Nah, I'm good. Just keep going. Sorry, I was. <laughs> uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State—they got it. Like you said, a pretty tough draw. So, I mean, if I was guessing, I'd say like, you no, know, they still got Jalen Daniels. Which, by the way, do y'all remember Jalen Daniels' uh, chain he wore during the offseason? I forgot where he was going. It was some kind of thing. He had like a diamond chain that had like a. It looked like an Apple Watch that had like his highlights oh, yeah. playing on it the whole I time. I think that was to the. <laughs> it was to the to the media days. Big 12 media days he had. Yeah, they're looking at Apple Watch with his highlights. And it was his highlights? Yeah, yeah. that was that shit was fire. Just it was like a constant reel. So funny. Yeah. 
What an absolute power move. That so, is I mean, if he comes back and gets a full season, this team may win the Natty. I mean, you can't have that kind of confidence and not win the national championship. Like, Dude, that's wild. Yeah, because then, then the people are just going to be wearing a chain on the other side of the field if they're kicking your butt. Like, that's that's uh, that's, that's true that's as well. Oh, it's a bold man. place to do it at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, look, he can back it up, though. The uh, team, maybe not, but at least he can individually. Yeah. Right. I, th- I think you're right about the, the defense. That's that's a problem, losing all four starters on the line, and you're already giving up 35, 36 points a game from last year. That's It's going to be tough if you're asking your offense, even if you are decent to score you know, 40 a game just to win. That's... That's tough. It is. So, JC, you said your over-under was what? Oh, uh, man, I feel you like it's five low, and a half but we no, lost I, said, I said between four and five, so I'm a, I'll just say four and a half. Okay. Um, it's actually six, surprisingly. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. They're kind of throwing me off with how they're giving some of these upper teams Lower ones than I expect, and some of these guys six wins, but whatever. I guess if you're saying they're going to make a bowl game or not, that makes sense. Yeah, they're with that kind of quarterback, they should be right on the verge of making a bowl game. I, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I'd say. So, speaking of bowl games, Oak State. I say we got the next what? team. Yeah. Uh, huh? Well, yeah. I you know initially I did not think. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't, you know, too confident one way or the other if they're going bowling. But I just took a peek at the schedule, and boys, it looks favorable. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, Mike Gundy, uh, back again, man. I'm a man. I'm was he fifty now? How old is that man? Oh, um, I'd be born in fifty. I'm forty. Yeah. Was I'm a man? More I'm forty. Than that yeah, more than t- more than ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, time flies when you're getting screamed at in press conferences. But um, <laughs> no losing seasons since his first year uh, start in 2005. He hasn't had a losing season at Oklahoma State, which I was like, okay, well, that sounds pretty favorable for a uh, bowl. Um, if I was a bet man, um, they started six and one last year and then lost five of the last six. I think um, I think the defense kind of fell apart. They lost 48 to nothing to Kansas. I mean, uh, yow. Yeah, that's rough. You just reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, not exactly sure what what the the catalyst for all that was, but it definitely was a a, a drastic um, tale of two seasons within one. Because uh, again, starting six and one and losing five of your last six is not not a great into the season. Um, about the schedule, man. Uh, they get five Big Twelve home games, and they don't have to play Texas, Texas Tech, or TCU. Uh, so that's pretty favorable in that conference. They get seven back on the offense, 65% of their, um, offense production. Obviously the, one of the big storylines, Spencer Sanders is gone down there to, uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Who and, in the world uh, could replace him? He was there for ever in a day. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they got, I, I think they're, I definitely don't think they named a starter. I think they got three QBs that are kind of playing for that QB one slot. They got Alan Bowman, who's not quite the runner Sanders was, but very talented with his arm. And then Garrett Rangel and Zane Flores. So um, uh, a good wide receiver core, Brendan Presley, um, and their top three targets are back. And then I think they get a transfer from Washington State as well, who had 95 catches um, over the last two years. Um I think the running back left too for Baylor. 
Dominic Richardson. So again, they're kind of be they're they're going to be using kind of a run it back by committee uh, type situation, I, I guess, until they find their number one guy. Um, experience O line. Um, they got a transfer in from Texas Tech, Dalton Cooper at left tackle. So he's going to be a big part of that. Uh, they do have a new defensive coordinator. Um, and he's going to have his hands full because I think they only have two starters coming back from last year. Um, wow. They lose a good bit. I think they uh, have to replace most of their top pass rushers, and uh, I think they're even switching the defense to a three-three-five. so that's going to take some time to really implement that and have the team kind of bought in. So, um, yeah, it, it sounds kind of bad, but again, when you look at the schedule, um, they play... Make sure I got the right one up here. So they get Central Arkansas, Arizona State, South Alabama, Iowa State. Pretty favorable start. They do get Kansas State, and then it's Kansas, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and then Oklahoma, and then UCF, Houston, BYU. So other than Kansas State and Oklahoma, the rest you're looking at like, wow, they they could win all of those. Um, they could. So again, like you're you're looking at a team where. The, the schedule kind of favors them this year where they're not having to play these teams um, like Texas and Texas Tech or TCU and the teams they do play that are, you know, quote unquote, going to be tough. They play at home, both Kansas State and Oklahoma. So uh, don't be shocked if Oklahoma State is, you know, uh, bowling and, and had a pretty good bowl at that, especially with Mike Gundy never having a losing season while he's been there. So. Yeah, that's impressive. I was kind of honestly like wondering now that Sanders is gone, if this kind of goes downhill and say they, you know, finish under 500 for the first time, like Mike Gundy's been there forever and hasn't really gotten to that next level yet. Do they keep him kind of just going for the next couple of years? Or, I mean, he's just an Oklahoma State kind of guy. Like that, that rant that you were talking about earlier happened 16 years ago. Oh my God, dude. That's crazy. That's forever. That is so long. It doesn't even feel that long. But they always have solid players, man. Always had from Des Bryant to Justin Blackman to all the quarterbacks, man. They're always solid. I don't, he, Gunny doesn't have the mullet anymore, does he? Oh, I, I don't know about that. I have to look up a recent picture of him. I think he might have chopped it. Could he's be wrong, serious now. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a man. He's fifty six. So he's got to start acting like it. But he, but he's a, he's a guy though. That's like that's born in like that's in him. Just yeah, being yeah. that way. He's yeah. a Texas guy or Oklahoma guy. But just you know what I mean. Like he's a cowboy. I mean, yeah, are the Cowboys. I mean, I'm not in the inner circles of Oklahoma State. I'm not. A, I'm not an Oklahoma State fan. Although obviously, I do want to see him do well. Uh, but yeah, I think Mike Gunn is there for the long haul. They, He's almost like a he gets a the keys statue. until yeah. So okay. one of the uh, few rare times yeah. that's going to happen anymore nowadays. Oh, right? God, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, because I saw like a thing about the the last time that a, every SEC team has fired a coach, and it was like 2021, 2020 was like the top 10, 12 teams, and then you had like Alabama, of course, like 06, and then you had like. Uh, even Georgia was up there. I forgot what the other te- uh, team that's had a coach for that long, but like it was a lot of like really recent, and then like just a few sprinkled in that here and there that have uh, had the same coach for years. Doesn't happen much anymore, right? So, but got an over under for him? six and a half. Ooh, JC, are you gonna 
Okay. All right. Hold on. Sorry, I'm looking. Hold on. All good. Like I said, just I to think, reiterate, I, we I got think it's Kansas State. It's be a, I think it's going to be another Oklahoma Oklahoma game I'm gonna situation. Say, I'm going to say seven. So right at six. So they're fighting for a bowl. Damn it. All right. I guess. I mean, look, you got to get over 500. Right, we'll, so. we'll move on to. That's it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah. all I want there, apparently. Yeah, yeah I guess. To keep them, so um, we'll move right along. Though we're on to the next uh, new team into the Big Twelve with uh, Cincinnati. Um, obviously, being the one power, not Power Five, Group of Five team that made it to the playoffs a few years ago. Um, this is a team that you would think would be, you know, have some better odds and plus seven thousand just to win this thing. Um, but they have a lot of turnover. They were nine and four last year, again in the AAC. So moving to the Big 12, that, that record doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, but they come in with a a new coach, Scott Satterfield. Um, he was the former App State coach for years and uh, Louisville coach for a few years as well. Um, had some decent – Now there we we're go. talking. I don't know if the mic picked it up. It had to. I heard it. <laughs> oh, that was loud. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that one picked up. Yeah, I heard that one for sure. Um, but like I said, he had some success at those – two programs and he was like a, a hot kind of coach and um, we'll see what he can produce. Cause like I said, this team has eight, eight uh, people returning and um, two on offense, six on defense um, had a decent defense last year. They were ranked 20th overall last year. Um, and so we'll see, but like I said, Cincinnati had Luke fickle um, now is over at Wisconsin, but, Scott Satterfield's a nice replacement, you would think. Um, but the biggest issue is going to be the offense. Like I said, only returning to um, they lost their top six receivers. That's a whole brand new room. Um, mm. But the D-line is probably the strong suit. Um, they had a standout freshman last year on the defensive line. Um, named, I don't want to do it, but it's Dante Corlon or something. Um, but his, nickname, yeah. his nickname was the Godfather. That's all you need to know. Um, he actually earned the highest grade of any defensive player last year per football focus. Um, and that's as a freshman. So that's something to look forward to. I'm going to keep an eye out for the Godfather. I'm not going to lie. You say grade and I'm tired. So I, I thought it was like academic grade. Like he was smart. We're, we're football. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what? Athlete suit is what Jason's tracking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, My bad. Good. You good, but uh, they are bringing in actually, um, Emory Jones, yeah, that guy, remember him? It's been yeah, all been over five the country. years ago from Florida. Well, he played at Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh played for Florida from 2018 to 2021, um, and he was actually at ASU last year where he completed 62. Yeah, I know. And uh, he completed 62% of his passes, only 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, four picks in eight games. Um, so not a whole lot of promise there. But, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around for a long time. Um, so we'll see what, what Cincinnati can do this year. I think it's just a lot of turnover here, new coach. So it's not a huge, huge expectations here. Um, 
but it's interesting to see them actually at a power five level now though they've been wanting that for years or at least we have been wanting that for years because they've been a better group of five team yeah yeah i uh, i really don't have much to add to that i was going to bring up emory jones too just like god dang that dude's been everywhere it seems like I didn't right. even realize it's, it's he really. Was I think there. COVID just caused all these players to be around forever. Yeah. Well, I figure yeah, by now, so yeah. once, his name once in everybody kind of gets over the COVID year. Yeah. If I mean, this is like a contract year for him. If he can stand out at all this year, um, make a little noise, he, he can, you know, possibly be looked at from scouts. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule now, and uh. They play Not. Oklahoma at home. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be, be like, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be another 5 over under 5. 5 and a half. Whoa, oh, God. Went that half. Dang it. I did. I was going to say 5 and a half. Sure I thought I heard you say 5. I'm sorry. No, he I did. said 5. He said, uh, no, oh, no, no, I'm I did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's, it's only the one win I would have ever had, so I appreciate you taking that away from me. No, I didn't win. I trust <laughs> you. That's what you would have said, so I'll give you the win on five and a half. Yeah, I truly... You no, were probably about no, to pull a five no. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Nobody likes That's that. my fault. That's yeah, my fault. No. no, no, no. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the only ranked person uh, team they have on their schedule right now is Oklahoma, so um, a lot of turnover, but they, you know, we'll see if they can make a bowl this year. That's kind of where we're at, just like any other conference preview. We're at the very end of the the conference, so like, were they're fighting for a bowl game or not? So, well, it's like I mentioned in the the beginning of the pod, where uh, the ESPN um, stat with the SP Plus, where all teams in the conference are, are ranked above mid mid level. You know, they're above right. the average team in the nation. So yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's that's it's, right. It's possible. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. Hey Clint, yeah. give me uh give me the we'll see. When they see you, what you got on West Virginia. Yeah, Clint, can you give me the strength of schedule for West Virginia? Because I think it's gonna for, be pretty high based on their uh out of conference schedule starting out with Penn State more specifically. So while he looks that up, Yo. West Virginia, man, they've they've had it, it's gotta be top ten. No, right? I got it right here. Top ten? Top five. It's number three. Okay, I was gonna say so because oh, wow. they they, uh, they start out to, with uh, Sports Illustrated fan graphs. Okay. They start out with Penn State, then they got Duquesne, but then it's pretty much a conference schedule. Pitt, Texas Tech, TCU, Houston, Oklahoma State, Oof. UCF, BYU, Oklahoma. So, I, dude, I, given the over-unders, like, I should say two, but it's probably going to be like four and a half, but that's how it feels. They're, they're on their fourth offensive coordinator in four years. Um, they do have a couple, like, the, their quarterback, Garrett Green, if he's a starter, he's a threat with his arm and his legs. When they beat Oklahoma last year, he he threw for 140 yards, ran for 120 when they won. Their sophomore running back, C.J. Donaldson, he averaged six yards a carry last year as a freshman. He ended up with 526 yards total. So they got some guys that can make plays that are productive, but it's going to be few and far between. Um, like I've said with these other teams, defense is absolutely atrocious. They're just they're terrible, man. They're giving, they gave up 33 points yep. a game last year one of the worst in the nation. Um, injuries didn't help, but at the same time, man, like when you're giving up more points than you're scoring, you're going to be in for a long season. And like I said, Penn State's, a, I think, a top six, seven team going into this year. Um, and, and starting off the year like that, man, it's not going to be good. So I, I'm going to go four and a half. I think that's, I, to me, I think that's very high looking at the schedule, but just based on how the over-unders go, 
Let's just I'll stick with four and a half. But man, it's gonna be uphill battle for West Virginia all year. Yes, I agree. And and what is it with these teams like I don't know, being a Clemson fan, everybody's gonna point the finger right back at me. Well, Clemson plays a bunch of cupcakes, but like Duquesne, like who was playing Long Island earlier? Like some of these yeah, teams. Yeah, but are when you're playing Penn State the, to start like, the year, you, get, like, you play Penn State to start the year, you can play a sucky no, team. No, I agree. After. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that I, you're right. I retract everything because this schedule is pretty pretty bad. I mean, but, look, um, you guys are playing Duke. I get it. You guys are playing Duke. I get it. I know. <laughs> I get it. Tough game. Tough game. But you said over under four and a half. Yeah, four and a half should be two, but whatever. I I, I think these four books are listening to Clint because, like Clint said, these teams are in the top half of the nation. Even these you know, lower end teams of the Big Twelve because they're they're five and a half. This may be one to hammer take, the low. Take take the, the under? under all day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree, especially with that leaky secondary that they have. And like JC was saving, getting up thirty three points a game last year, and I don't think they've done much to kind of alleviate that. Uh, I definitely wouldn't hit the over. So if you made me, I definitely I'd, I'd take the under on that one. Right. Oh yeah, no doubt. Houston, the right, Cougs, so th- what we got? Yep. Old Houston. I was actually just looking at their schedule a second ago, and boys, it ain't it ain't much better than West Virginia's. It's uh, sixth in the nation, according to this site. So um, I, it's going to be tough. Tough sledding for these boys. Um, kind of had an underwhelming year with the, comparative to the talent that they had last year. Um, they, they were 8-5, and five, which isn't terrible, but they could have been worse. Um, it seemed like every game they had was kind of a tight game. Um, they do bring back seven starters on offense, seventy-seven percent of their production. Uh, but they got to be more consistent throughout throughout their games. I think uh, one of their issues was they they would start out so slow during their games, um, and they'd have to play catch up almost every game. Um, so I think that's something they're definitely gonna have to change. Uh, be able to score early on. That way, you're not relying on. Uh, trying to uh, you know catch up and score a lot of points and uh, win a game at the very end because that's when mistakes and stuff happen but um we'll see they have donovan smith at qb he's really good he's 6'5 241 big dude uh, has pretty good arm um and he's battling the, the sophomore lucas coley so we'll see how that quarterback battle plays out um they do lose their wide receiver Tank Dell, who had 109 catches last year for almost 1,400 yards. So he's pretty, he, he'll be missed. Um, but they have uh, Matthew Golding, who's a rising star, coming back, and then they transferred a couple guys from Wyoming and Oklahoma State. So wide receiver wise, they should be okay. Um, again, rotating running backs, kind of figure out what they're going to do and who their number one guy is going to be after um, Alton McCaskill transfers to Colorado in the uh, the big episode that was Colorado taking nearly half the country in the transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, who didn't transfer um, there? And our defense, uh, I know. Our defense doesn't look great. Only four starters returning. Um, they allowed 32 points and 422 yards per game last year. That's a lot to be given up, especially when you, you don't have a, uh explosive offense to keep up. So um, they lose their top two tacklers, a linebacker. Um yeah, it's just going to be one of those years for this, this team, again, in the conference where everybody's at least okay. Um, and the schedule, real quick, they they have Texas State, then Utah. Wait, wait, let me make sure I'm on the right one. No, 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 no. 
as soon as I said that, I was right. UTSA. Dude, I don't. I don't. Rice, I don't see how this is a top. It's ten like toughest schedule. Well, maybe there's just a site. I don't know. It was tough to find a consensus on strength of schedule stuff, so I kind of use this one because it kept popping up. Um, but TCU, oh, they play UTA, UTSA, Rice, then TCU, uh, Sam Houston, Texas Tech, West Virginia, then Texas, Kansas State, and then Baylor, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, then UCF. So, um, and again, uh, you know, take these stupid projections as far as the strength of schedule for what they're worth. Um, because all preseason predictions really are worthless. But um, if, if I'm looking at it comparative to some of these other schools, this is not a very easy schedule. Um, uh, yeah, they have a couple cupcakes, but everybody has cupcakes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have, you know, a lot of high hopes for Houston. Uh, Dana Holgerson, maybe he's got some brewing it. He could turn us thing around just a little bit. Um, I do think they regress a little bit from last year. Uh, but we'll see. I'll take yeah, uh, not six. a whole lot of hope here. I think these six, even after hearing all that, not a whole lot of hope. Okay. Uh, they will be fighting for a bowl, but it says the over-unders at five. And I was honestly thinking three and a half, four, somewhere in there, personally. Um, this team just sitting. What's it at, though? It's at five. Okay. Yep. So we'll see. Because, I mean, who was the good quarterback that Houston had a few years ago and they were doing really good in the AAC? I was trying to remember the dude's name. Derek King. He went to Miami. That's right. He transferred. He Yeah, that's right, from Miami. So they don't have somebody of that level. Um, At least they're kind of trying to carry him. But, yeah, there's just – this is going to be a learning year for for Houston. And a lot of these transfer teams, I've already talked about two of them, and Clint got the other one, and and I'll finish up here with the, the last one. Unless I got more on Houston. Nah, you're good, man. Nah, nah I'm good on them. Okay, um, so BYU, Brigham Young, um, plus ten thousand to win the Big Twelve. Um, they've had uh, they were eight and five last year, and this is. After 12 years of being a independent, they finally are back into a conference again. Um, they return 11 guys from last year, four on the offense, seven from the defense. Um, this team's going to rise and fall with this with this defense. Uh, they were 97th in the country last year. So the the head coach Kalani Sataki, I think that's how you say his last name, um, which is kind of a cool name. He's been there for several years, and I think in order to keep his job, he realized he really had to make some changes on the def- defensive side of the ball. So, um, got rid of a lot of people and uh, for his coaching staff, and um, brought in Jay Hill. That's the uh, their new defensive coordinator. He was actually the head coach of Web- Weber State for um, several years, from 2014 to 2022. So, um, he went 68 and 39 there. So he's a decent decent head coach. So we'll see what he can do at the next level for his um, defensive coordinator for him. Um, but they just really want to get a fresh start here uh, on defense um, for BYU. And uh, which, would, by the way, like this is like, like so they're plus 10,000 to win this Big 12. But like going to play at BYU, no matter who you are and no matter how bad BYU is, it's always one a treat because they have one of the best views in you know college football with the mountains right there and everything. I've never been there, but I, that's like a bucket list thing. Um, but just 
traveling to BYU is always a, a problem for a lot of teams. Um, they always seem to be, you know, right. They're, they're a 500 team at least. They're, when they're bad, they don't have like a terrible year. Like I said, they were 8-5 and five last year um, as an independent. So we'll see where they where they can go from here. They lost uh, their quarterback from last year, Jaron Hall, to the NFL draft, actually. Um, he got drafted by the Vikings, but um, from what I've heard, he hasn't been playing too hot and he may get cut. But um, they bring in Keaton Slovis. Um, I feel like that guy I've been talking about JC before we even started this podcast. I was like, dude, he was so good at USC. And then he kind of fell right off and um, transferred even over to Pitt last year and didn't really take that leap that they were hoping um, for Pitt. So we'll see what he can bring to BYU, but he's got the talent. I mean, he was a high, highly ranked recruit. So um, we'll see what can happen with BYU. I mean, I think if you're looking at the over-under, Keaton Slovis definitely helps you out with the game or two. Like, I would say normally with the, the the schedule they have now compared to last year, I would say, like, maybe realistically they're probably a six-win team. But with Slovis, I'd say the over-under should be anywhere between six and a half and seven. I, 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 the, the over-under is just so iffy. I'm just going to say six and a half for that. But I think Slovis has the ability. He has the arm. Obviously, when he went to Pitt, like, he goes to Pitt and Pitt's best receiver, Jordan Addison, transfers to USC. So they like flip flop. So he didn't even get to play with the best player. So I think he's still got crazy arm talent. Right. Um, and he's, he's definitely going to be, um, you know, I think the good thing about him being at BYU is it's going to be more under the radar. There's not a lot of eyes looking at him. He just put his head down, play football. I think they'll surprise some people. They're not going to win the, the conference or even threaten it, I don't believe. But I'd say they're going to be like a, Six and a half, seven win team getting into a, a bowl game, maybe win eight games total. So, but as far as the over under, I'm going to say six and a half. I think Slovis helps out with that a little bit. Give me, give me, give me five. Clint was right, five and a half. Nice. Um, I I kind of agree with you. On like, it. It's weird how they have these numbers because they've been a good, decent team. Like I said, eight and five last year, but they're plus ten thousand, like last in the Big Twelve. So that's like 16th now, but um, they still have a decent over over under. But I, yeah, I'm just with you. Like I feel like this is a team that could be, you know, not a dark horse necessarily, but like a sneaky. All of a sudden, you're at the end of the year, and you're like seven wins. Huh? How about that? Seven eight wins. Did y'all mention anything about the transfer class too? No, I didn't know, Mister okay. Transfer Portal. No, sorry, because it cut out for a second. I again, I didn't want to like reiterate something you'd already said, but uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> the second ranked transfer class in the uh, the Big Twelve, so they are bringing really? in some guys, yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking at the schedule, I, this is I, if I'm a BYU fan, I'm looking at this like, yeah, it's gonna be a long year. Um, Sam Houston, Southern Utah, and then Arkansas for their non-con, which is like that sucks. And Kansas, Cincinnati, TCU, Texas Tech, Texas, West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Like that's a schedule right there, boys. So yeah, they still bring some of that independent side, like independent. You could. Can- pick whoever and yeah. he's getting Arkansas, like going to Arkansas, that's a bad draw. Cause I mean, I th- we may have mentioned it in the SEC podcast, but Arkansas like could have the best quarterback in the SEC with KJ Jefferson. Like that's a terrible Easily. draw to get to catch them. Mm-hmm. Easily. Oh, and you're so, if you, if you guys remember starting off with Sam Houston, the Sam Houston state, they won the national championship in FCS a few years back. Like they're one of those, like not to the level of North Dakota state, mm-hmm. but they've had a solid, solid team the last few years. So, Again, they should beat that team, but for the people that have them on their schedule, they're, this is their first year in, in the FBS. But again, not to not to overlook them either way. So they definitely have a tougher schedule, especially compared to last year's. Man, you're right. Like we can make our schedule every year. Now, man, 
I think they're going to be in for a, a rude awakening. But hey, yeah, you know, first year in the conference, you got a decent quarterback. I think that's all you can ask for. Yep, so I, agree. I agree. We'll see. With that being said, Clint, who would you pick as your conference winner? Listen, give give me Cincinnati. I'm just so down with this Let's team go. and just what they're doing over there. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, me. I dude, I thought you were gonna get the joke, and then you were sitting there like, oh, like I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to re- simple-minded man. I had to relook how low they were no, on the, uh, no, no. the odds list. So yeah. prior prior to doing the research and preparing for this episode and whatnot, I, I was like, text, text, Texas. And then after I'm still like Texas, 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 dude. I I you're gonna have to talk me out of it because it's just uh i get it with oklahoma uh i don't even if people think they're down yeah they have a pretty good transfer class coming in okay yeah i could see like maybe they may be an issue and then iowa state we talked about and uh oklahoma state having a pretty easy schedule and then maybe they'll they'll do pretty good by the end of the year but gosh i mean this has to be it for texas right like i can't see this being any more favorable for this team. So uh, with the quarterback situ- situation, which they have, and it's not one, it's uh, abundance of talent. Uh, the, the players they have coming back with uh, the defense being decent, if, as long as they're running the ball okay after, you know, the, uh, the departure of Bijan Robinson, I mean, they have a great O-line, all five starters coming back. I just don't, especially this being the last year, of them being in the Big 12. And they want to f- kind of make that statement as they walk in the door to the SEC. It's give me Texas all day. Yeah, I'd have to totally agree with you. I would say Oklahoma feels the same way. They want to, you know, knock down the door getting into the SEC. Um, and like I said, I do think that they will be better than they were, but I am right there with you. I can't look at this and say that anybody else is going to win this besides Texas. If Texas doesn't win this, like it's really a massive failure that one of their biggest failures that they've had in, in you know, years, I would say, because I mean, for years we've talked about Texas being back and I'll be daggone. They don't do it this year. Like my goodness, when are they ever going to do it? Cause this is just like you said, the best roster that they've had in such a long time. But um, before we get to UJC, like who do you think they're playing? Uh, could we, we, we have Texas. Who do you think they're playing in the big 12 championship? Think it is Oklahoma? You think Kansas State's getting in there? Yeah, you asking me? Yes. I if if you ask me, I think it will be Oklahoma. I think they are gonna again, mm-hmm. I think the last year, yes, was disappointing, but I think it was it looked worse than what it was, in my opinion. Right. And with what they're bringing in, I, again, I don't think Venables is a bad coach. I I I definitely think they're gonna be back to at least being uh in the talks come you know november and uh obviously i can't guarantee nothing but if if you if you made me guess i, I would think oklahoma's going to be a lot better this year and they're going to be back to to kind of reclaim their stake as hey we're still here like don't don't just write us off you know that quickly right i'm right there with you i got texas and oklahoma and then texas winning on i did that jc to set you up for the upset who you got <laughs> man this this is the thing dude it's like it's not going to be oklahoma and this is this is Texas' best chance they're ever going to get in their entire history of the program to win a conference. You know, I don't know how it was back in the early 1900s, but like after this year, man, it, it's not going to be easy sledding at all. Oklahoma ain't going to do it, and TCU ain't got the same team. I, I would say it's between 
Texas and Kansas State, who's going to win it. The the good thing about the way the conference was set up with and with Texas schedule, they could lose to Alabama. They could even probably lose to Alabama and lose a regular season game if they win the rest. Like if they don't lose late, right? So if they if they if they're going to lose a game mm. early, besides Bama, that's fine. Run the table. You win the Big Twelve championship based on how high you are ranked the year. They should be in the playoff. They have, to me like. And, and I'm not even jumping on the Texas back bandwagon. If Texas does not make the playoff, I think it's a disappointment for them this year based on the roster they have, based on the fact that Absolutely. Oklahoma's down, Kansas State has some guys, TCU is not TCU of last year. Texas has to win the Big 12. Like, they have to. So I'm going to pick Texas. I think they actually have the roster to do it. I don't think it's just Texas hyperbole or Texas hype or Texas back. They have the roster. They have the quarterback. And I don't think there's any other team that really is a threat like Oklahoma doesn't scare me Kansas State doesn't scare me TCU definitely not now not without Doug and without Garrett Riley so I think it's Texas to lose man I mean I hate to go three for three sometimes that's how it goes but I, I think it's going to be Texas man and then um, if, if if all goes right and they went out I mean they should be in the playoff so hard to pick against them so you got them playing who like Kansas State in the championship game? Um, I, I could see Oklahoma too, just depending on how the, those games go. I, I think Kansas State. I think Kansas State's a better team than Oklahoma right now, based on last year. I think with, if Dylan Gabriel stays healthy and plays how I've seen Dylan Gabriel play in the past, um, they're going to be a good team. But man, I just don't have a lot of confidence from just how they looked at times last year. I get it; they lost a lot of close games, but when it was bad, man, it was bad type thing. So. Which that was only a handful of games. Again, it's just like you watch the Texas game; they absolutely got stomped. It's like, who? Like this is not the same Oklahoma team. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Texas, Kansas State, and uh, I'm gonna say Texas wins and gets into the playoff. So, Good picks. Mean? We'll see. All right, guys. Well, we got one more conference preview coming up before we actually get into the season. Just a couple more weeks away. When we actually get into the season, so we'll have a Big Ten preview for you. Um, we'll throw Notre Dame in there because we unfortunately forgot we left them off the ACC one since they probably should have been with that. So we'll have Notre Dame in there with the Big Ten, um, and then we'll follow up with that with a, a little uh, prediction show. Um, we're going to figure out who's going to win the Heisman, who's going to win the Natty, and uh, give our predictions for the upcoming week when, when week one starts. So we'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it. See you, boys. Thank you.